Hello, my loves, and happy Pisces season. May you all be dreamy, idealistic, and emotional as fuck. I'm Zandra, and in this episode, I'll be diving into imperfections, painful emotions, and the overall blah state of mind we all find ourselves in at one point or another. That is the nature of being human. Things are not always a perfect performance, and as much as society conditions you to believe that, being authentic, feeling what you feel, even if you don't want to, and trying some, but not too much, are major keys to living a happy life that no one talks about or at least publicly glorifies. Last week, I'm going to be totally honest, after I dropped episode 2, I was thrilled. It was a topic I was so excited to discuss and other people seemed to really enjoy it too. And you know, obviously that makes me happy. Like, yes, I am doing this podcast for me and it's not for anyone else. But come on, I mean, it's always a nice feeling when others validate us and compliment us. Hashtag ego. Um, But anyways, I so, so, so wanted to talk about self-love this week. And I really wanted to make that episode because chronologically it only seemed right. After all, living as essence and in a 5D state of consciousness, you have to have unconditional love. And most people struggle with where to start, whether that's unconditional love for themselves or unconditional love for others. And as I was brainstorming and writing a bunch of content, I kept going in mental circles and off on tangents. And that's when it hit me. The process of writing that episode had become brutal. The thing about the creative process is it really only works best when the heart of the creator is aligned with the task at hand. I've realized, especially over these past two weeks, that I am still on my journey. I am still evolving. And to sit here and pitch you an episode all about self-love and how to do it right now would be inauthentic. When I'm back up and vibrating high, rather than having spent two weeks literally at war with myself, I will 100% dive into self-love. But I know that even though I'm vibrating lower than desired, where I am right now still has valuable information and perspective to offer. Alas, I decided to settle for the next best topic and I'm hoping you'll find it relatable and maybe have a thought or two about your own life. So today's topic is shit's real. We all have imperfections, limiting beliefs that hold us back. We aren't always in control and life can't always be sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes you just need a good cry. I know, it rolls off the tongue real smoothly. And the funny thing is, we're also convinced that being perfect, having no negative beliefs, being 100% in control, and having all the sunshine and rainbows in the world would bring us into a state of happiness and pure bliss. And I would disagree. From my observations, I think most people hold that same perspective, even if it's not totally obvious or the answer we want to admit. Just consider this quick example. Would you want to be friends with someone who is absolutely perfect, seemed to get everything they want in life, and had no struggles, and just radiated flawlessness? I mean, my personal answer is no. I'd fucking hate that. Like, yeah, I'd be happy for them on some level, but on another, it's kind of like, nah, fuck that. Like, why isn't it me in my life? Maybe it's envy. Maybe it's jealousy. I think it's the fact that they would be unrelatable and unrealistic. You can't relate to them in their perfect life, so you can't fully empathize with their situation, and they can't fully empathize with yours. Some of my friends and I, we have this running joke that we can only date people with trauma or people who have had an equal amount of shit in their lives. And there's a reason we feel that way. Because trauma understands trauma. It's like how people say crazy matches crazy. And I'm just going to leave that one there and move forward. 
This isn't my perfect dream of an episode. In fact, I wish it were a brighter one with optimism just bubbling all around it. But I think it's important that it's not. This episode isn't perfect. In fact, there's quite a bit of ego-based thinking in it. But I'm not perfect. Nothing will ever be perfect because perfection is unachievable. Problems will always pop up and we will always have to deal with them and adjust. But even stating that and knowing that, I think we naturally do the opposite and we try and fight against it. Naturally, we're always on a mission to minimize our struggling, our problems, and our negative emotions. It's human. No one likes suffering or enduring painful shit. Whether it's something we can control or not, it doesn't make us feel good and we seek to put an end to it. Now, whether that's a short-term end or a long-term end, ending it always seems to be the goal. Or, and this one's like very mood specific, sometimes we do that nice little thing where we wallow in a bad emotion, knowing that we're making it worse, but we choose to do it anyways. It's like being sad and then playing sad songs just to make you feel super sad. Like I said, after I dropped the second episode, I was so at peace. I felt so great. And then Monday rolled around and it was like, meh, nothing great. And as the week progressed, more things started going badly. And then the next week rolled around and I had this nice little angry temper tantrum like a toddler. And everything kept breaking and going wrong for no reason. And my apartment hit an all-time peak messiness. I remember I was trying everything I could to hold it together and keep doing what I had to do. And that's what I did. I forced myself to do things even when I didn't want to. I pushed myself to go to the gym, to cook, to learn new things every day, to try and sit down and write an episode. And maybe these things sound easy, but depending on what's going on, they aren't always as simple as they seem. Mentally, I was able to convince myself that all of these bad things were happening for a reason. That I know I'll come out of this and understand why everything had to snowball downhill. In my head, that was my justification. And sitting here today... I still solidly believe that all of that crap had to happen. Sometimes when things go wrong, we need to shock ourselves out of it. Go through that whole opposite action, opposite emotion process I talked about in episode two. Sitting around, letting those negative vibes fester will only make things worse. Sometimes you need to pick yourself up by your old bootstraps and make your shit happen, lad. And sometimes, sitting around, curled up in a ball, burrito wrapped on your couch, eating an entire pizza and some cookies, just for a little extra sadness, is what the doctor ordered. And sometimes, you need to go out and buy yourself five presents, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am so beautiful, nothing can touch me, and just go on that extreme adrenaline junkie seeking adventure. And all of those situations fall to an extreme. And by that, I mean, yeah, sometimes sitting around sloshing about in your pity party, it has to happen. When it becomes a regular thing, you've gone too far. Just as the same goes for the I'm happy, I'm wild, nothing can bring me down adventure. Sometimes it's needed, but regularly it can be destructive. Anything too far off to one side will tip the balance and drive you further away from stability. And not boring, dry, dull stability. I mean stability in the... I am a human. I have ups and downs. This is all normal. I am okay and I am on my journey forward. Peace and love. (laughs) And everything in moderation said some fuck who thought they were being deep. Nah, but seriously, they weren't wrong. Balance, while it's something I believe is completely unachievable, is what we ought to strive towards. 
We all have good shit and bad shit in ourselves. We all go through moments where we're the one giving off good vibes, just like we all go through moments where we're the ones giving off the bad vibes. Energy cannot be destroyed nor created. It's just energy being converted into new forms, said Einstein. And he's right. Experiencing both highs and lows is the nature of how humans energetically exist. Even when we're only experiencing one half of that energy, so in my situation, the low, the other half, the high, it still exists and eventually we'll make our way back to it. And when we do make our way back, we normally have gained perspective and insight that allows us to advance further on our path or move on to whatever's next. Every time you level up and grow or learn something new or reach your goal, you're back to that never-ending thought of like, well, fuck, what's next? Like, geez, man, I guess I just have to keep going, setting new goals, learning more stuff, continue evolving. Sometimes it's like, can we just pause the world? Take a break? Living's exhausting. Why can't anything just come easily? And some things can, but only ever doing what is easy and not seeking out any real challenges is what will put you in a state of complacency and you will stop evolving. And sure, if you're 60-something, you've made your money, retired, had your challenges, then who am I to be telling you to keep growing? That's not my place. But I will say, if you're anything like me and you aren't who you want to be or your life isn't what or where you want it to be, you have to continue pushing forward and putting in the work. The challenge is, what is the work? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be? Do any of us really know? According to me, as defined by me, two weeks ago after dropping episode two, I was supposed to write episode three, a self-love episode. And my justification and support for why I was supposed to write that made sense. Self-love inspires manifestation, it raises consciousness, it raises your vibration, and it shreds your ego. So it was a natural fit for a third episode. Even though everything made sense, what I was experiencing every day conflicted with the concept of self-love. And by that, I mean shit was popping off, things were going terribly, and I was fighting like a champ against the nature of the course that was trying to take place. And as a result of fighting the good fight, I had to shift my emotions, my thoughts, and my actions, which correspondingly shifted my priorities. And because of that energetic shift, the expectations I had previously defined for myself about what episode three was supposed to be, they no longer fit. And I remember at first I was so angry. I thought trying to force myself to write the lovey-dovey self-love episode was what I had to do because it's what I said I was gonna do. It was my plan. And then I realized I was fighting energetic currents. I was trying too hard to control things, too hard to follow the plan. And I tell you all of this about my frustration, about my own expectations not being met, and about me realizing I needed to switch course because we all go through these moments, these cycles, and these periods of time where life just isn't all that great or it isn't what we want it to be. That is a universal shared experience. And it can be hard to accept that things aren't meant to be, that things change, and sometimes we can't will them to be what we want them to be. And yet, over the course of my lovely, fun-filled two weeks, I had so many moments filled with emotional intensity where I cried out, why me? Why me? It's such an ego-based verbal reaction. Like, geez, like why the fuck am I struggling? What did I do to deserve this? And maybe something, maybe nothing, 
But either way, it's all happening to you and you just want it to stop. And that, that why me, as egoistical as it sounds, is what this episode is all about. Why you? And I'm taking this moment to pivot away from all the sparkles and unicorns of spirituality to dive into the shadow. The shadow is the ugly, frightening, dark parts of ourself. And I want to make sure that everyone, whether you're on a spiritual journey or not, understands that we all have a shadow side. And shit fucking happens. And I'm not about to say, shit happens, get over it, fuck that. Yeah, maybe I've said that in other episodes, that it is your choice to move on and heal yourself. And I don't disagree with that for a second. I'm not going to be hypocritical here. But the perspective you take and the time frame you give yourself to move through whatever is happening or what has happened is important. In a long-term time frame, sure, yeah, shit happens, get over it. God, I sound like an asshole. Um, but I'm also not about to sit, say, sit there and wallow in it, wallowing your suffering and tragedy. Like, that's not any good either. This planet is full of so many different people, and we are all in different places and different starting points. We all have different challenges and different struggles, and shit hits the fan for all of us. And some handle things better than others, or maybe that's just how it seems as an outsider trying to look in. I promise you, we all struggle. We all fail to meet our own expectations and we are all imperfect. Yet these are things we typically choose to hide from the world and beat ourselves up over. People don't like bragging about their fuck-ups or their struggles because they're lowly moments. And over the course of my life, I've cried out, why me? An awful lot. Virtually every time something remotely shitty happened, whether it was in my control or not, I'd cry out, why me? Like, literally, why? And lately, I've been pretty good about not speaking that phrase into the universe because it creates an energetic bubble of victimhood. But over the past two weeks, I've said, why me? Way more than I would like to admit. And that phrase, why me, is in my opinion, my conscious mind's way of telling me that others have it better. That I'm the only one who feels the way I do. That my struggle is worse. I've been through more. I'm deep. I'm dark. No one will ever understand me. And yeah, in my depressive episodes, those were all things my brain considered to be facts. All lies that I told myself, that my ego told myself to allow me to remain separated from others. Unable to truly connect because I had convinced myself that no one would be able to understand me anyways. I was just some black sheep who was never going to fit in with anyone anywhere. And I spent so long disconnected from others, wearing a mask that I thought allowed me to fit in and relating to people in a way I thought I needed to in order to forge authentic connections. I've always had an energy people felt comfortable opening up to. It just seemed to happen naturally and when it did, I felt like I was having a genuine human connection. When I had those deep conversations, you would think that I would have opened up and reciprocated, but I didn't. I was so paranoid and scared of letting people know that I had flaws, problems, that there were things wrong with me. I was hiding my shadow. So in return, I gave breadcrumbs or false answers that I thought were what people wanted to hear. And for a long time, I hid it well, but I was so messed up below the surface. I figured no one would actually like me or want to associate with me if they found out the truth. We're taught that negative people, negative situations, and negative emotions are meant to be avoided at all costs. That they'll just rain on our parade. I thought, why should I burden anyone with my issues or my problems? No one but me cares. 
And I believed that for over a decade. I didn't open up to any single person authentically until I really fucked up and I went through a really, really low experience. And it turned out to be an extremely pivotal moment for me. And there's no need to hash out the specifics of that today. But after that, I realized people have all sorts of fucking problems. And I realized that the people around me didn't need me to keep pretending. They didn't necessarily care what darkness I had or how dark it got. They would much rather me be truthful and honest than keep it all inside. They wanted me to find happiness and know that I wasn't in this alone. There was a big shift in my life. Realizing that people have all sorts of problems. It's not just me. And even though I could recognize that and I had gained a new perspective, my ego still didn't completely release me from my what if fears. But hey, that's the nature of the ego. It's always trying to protect you. And it isn't wrong for telling you to keep your imperfections, your darkness, and your negative emotions trapped up and hidden. From its perspective, it's analyzed the information and data in the world, the messages we're told around what is normal and acceptable versus what isn't. But it's a defense mechanism. It's just trying to protect you. It's just going about it the wrong way. Your shadow, your darkness, and being comfortable understanding and sharing those things are just as important as showing your light in yourself. It's yin and yang. You have to allow yourself to live authentically balanced. And sure, there are plenty of examples where sharing my darkness and imperfection caused me to lose people. But those weren't the right people. I have so many counterexamples where being open, honest, and vulnerable allowed, allowed me to forge stronger connections and deeper connections with other people. And those are my people, the right people. The ones who love you and see you for who you are, good and bad. And they push you to evolve into your best self. You will find your people. Maybe it takes time, but you will and they'll accept all of you. Because no one wants to talk with some perfect, no problems, nothing wrong sort of person. I truly don't believe that. Why? Because the nature of being human comes with struggle and it comes with imperfections. We're all the same, both with essence and source energy, but also with ego. We are all human because we all have an ego. And yes, I believe the best us is the one where our ego is the smallest and we perceive things from a high vibey place of love for ourselves and others. But it doesn't mean we aren't all on a journey to get there. We're all on a journey. The journey is just as important as wherever we end up. And we're not alone on our journey, even when we think and feel like we are. And we need to be comfortable being open and showing people our imperfections. It's as I said, yeah, not everyone will get it. And those who don't won't, and they weren't meant to anyways. And that just like sort of rhymed. Uh, I don't know what I was doing there. Guess I'm a poet and I didn't know it. <laughs> anyways, I think the more we try and hide and shelter our imperfections from the world and from others, the further we separate ourselves. I'm not saying let your freak flag fly in every situation. Let it fly to varying degrees given the circumstances. Or you know what, let it fly all the time. It's not my call to make. But when we conceal the things we don't like about ourselves, the things we aren't proud of or aren't good at, the more we affirm that these things are bad and that no one will like them or accept them. And the irony here is we hide it, but we also show it. We do both. We hide it from the public eye, but reveal it to those within our circle of trust. And my argument is, 
the majority of us spend much more time interacting and living in public than we do in private. Unless you're an introverted hermit like myself, in which case, okay, fine, overruled. But if we spend majority of our waking life only showcasing our best self and not owning or acknowledging any of our shadow, we send a message to our brain that there's something wrong there. Something that must be concealed at all costs. And psychologically, I think it's related to the idea of group acceptance. Way back in the day, when we used to be hunter-gatherers, being in a pack of humans versus being a solo human was advantageous. More people to hunt, more people to gather resources, and a greater chance at protection and survival. So, yeah, obviously showing the group your best traits and not your weak ones made sense. Because accidentally doing something wrong could get you kicked out and then your chances at survival were fucked. And evolution ingrained this in us. And I believe we're at a point in time where it's time to begin changing and evolving in a new way. In a way where we're more open and authentic, where we begin to integrate our shadow into our lives. Not just for the sake of human connection, but for the sake of allowing ourselves to grow and come into balance so that we can become the best version of us. There is a reason why every witchy, spiritual person preaches about shadow work. Because it's important. My argument and my personal example for how owning your imperfections, darkness, and flaws strengthen human connection is as follows. So as we all know, over the past nine months while I've been awakening, I've been healing and growing myself, getting better emotionally. And as I've been doing this, my sense of humor has gone down the toilet. Not the things I laugh at. I'm still a vile, disgusting, raunchy person when it comes to the shit I laugh at. But my sense of humor and ability to make people laugh has gone way down. And if we're going to analyze the variables and try and make a conclusion based off of evidence, I'm going to go ahead and say, as my depression cured, so did my humor. And so I did some digging and I came across something called the sad clown paradox. And oh my god, guys, this is literally me. I developed such a strong sense of humor, most of it self-deprecating because humor was my way of coping with my darkness and imperfections and translating it into a relatable form for others to vibe with. Me shitting on me always got other people to laugh. And as I started healing my trauma and no longer verbally trashing myself because words have power, I became less dark and funny. And I thought this should be a good thing, right? But it hit me that everyone likes the sad clown. And they like the sad clown because they're funny, but the depth behind their shadow and their own darkness and mocking of their imperfections makes them relatable. It sends the message that themselves and their life aren't perfect. When I think about the relationships I have in my life and why I have them and how I'm connected to them, it makes sense. Those relationships, those deep bonds, they were forged over some sort of vulnerable conversation about some shitty shit that no one ever wants to experience or go through in life. But by being vulnerable and opening up and sharing that with the other person, there was a level of trust and comfort established. It hit me then that most people outside of familial connections are close because they share intimate moments and details about the good and the bad with those they're closest to. And it's that sharing and exchange of information that allows the comfort and emotional tie to grow. The people you're closest with know your shit. And you probably know theirs. You help each other grow. 
You don't love and care about the people you do just because they're perfect little beams of light with no problems. We choose to love and care about people because we can relate to them on an empathetic level. We choose people who can empathize with us and our levels of pain and our levels of joy. And the pain part is key. Most people find it easy to empathize over a good emotion and good situation. It's universal. With pain and darkness, it's different. I think the people closest to us understand our shadow and can empathize with aspects of it because they themselves have something similar or maybe it's even something that they've overcome. But there's something that resonates and that's what allows both parties to connect in the way they do. As I said earlier, it's hard to be open and share everything with everyone and you absolutely don't have to. Sure, I'm here airing my life tragedies on air with Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, This is the epitome of me living alone. Uh, I do this. But you know, that's my choice. It's my choice to air my life's tragedies. But the extent of what you reveal is up to you. I find the more open and vulnerable you are, the easier it is to connect with others and empathize. And while empathy can be seen as a weakness because emotions make you weak in a world where logic's valued, I disagree. And I believe empathy is a strength. And your boy, Daniel Goleman, Danny Goleman, he studied emotional intelligence, and I believe he would say it's also a strength. Empathy and a high emotional intelligence allow you to relate with people in a stronger, more connected way. And as everyone says, connections get you everywhere. And sure, you don't need 50 friends, but having 50 human connections will certainly help you if you're looking for travel wrecks or a place to do your laundry on a cross-country road trip, or even someone to invest in your business idea. It's more than just having connections for your advantage, though. Allowing yourself to be publicly imperfect, to need help, to experience challenges or problems, it opens the door for authentic human connection and hearing new perspectives or learning about solutions that you otherwise wouldn't have found. Being the real you, high and low, good and bad, publicly and privately, pushes you forward. It helps you grow. It helps you make sure you aren't complacent. Friedrich Nietzsche, my boy, (laughs) he said this really profound thing. Whoever cannot save himself, how can he save others? But if I have the key to your chains, why should your and my lock be the same? Now, the first time someone told me that, I was like, huh? Profound words, bro, but what do they mean? And in simple Xandra language, I think it translates to something like, I might hold the key to solving your problems and you might hold the key to mine. We don't always hold all of our own keys. It's like how as humans we seek advice from others or we give a bunch of great fucking advice to people and then we find ourselves in the exact same situation and we're like, but what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. And it's like, you just gave that advice. (laughs) Anyways. You don't have to sob for 30 minutes in your boss's office about your life tragedies. Unless that's your vibe, then by all means, please send it. But we're all human. We all have empathy for other humans, unless we're a narcissist, a psychopath, or a Machiavellian. We also all share the experience of being imperfect. Having tough times, dark days, crappy life experiences. And we can connect over this. And I believe that when we do, we help ourselves heal. And we may in fact help the other person heal too. We at least give ourselves the chance to grow and gain perspective that we might not otherwise have gotten. 
So I don't know. Next time someone asks how you are, be real. If it's ecstatic, fabulous, and sunshine is radiating out of you, own it and tell them why. If it's difficult, challenging, and you spilled coffee all over your pants or you blew a tire that morning, own that too. Sometimes life just bulls like that. You don't have to be deep and vulnerable with everything and everyone. Choose your degree and the level, but there's something humble about being open and allowing flaws to show. It's human, it makes people feel comfortable. When you drop your walls or even just a couple of bricks, other people do too. We aren't human clones. We aren't all the same. We don't all struggle the same ways and not everyone can share your same experiences, but we aren't meant to. I'm not perfect and right now my life is kind of messy. The people I choose to share those nitty gritty details with know that and now you do too. They know that even when I'm smiling, posting something positive on my spiritual Instagram, I'm doing so for the sake of branding. Because yes, at the end of the day, this podcast is my way of speaking the truth, speaking my truth. This is my way of helping myself and hopefully helping others as well. But this is absolutely not some influencer level, perfect canned planned story or series of steps that will resonate and work for everyone. And I don't want it to always be like that either. Like I said in my very first episode, everything I give you will be raw and it'll be real. My examples and random accents, they're colorful and they're weird because I'm a real person. I have my problems, I have my highs and lows, and right now I'm low, but there's still a lot of growth and learning that can occur. Something I can take away from a less than desirable period in order to better understand myself and to connect and hopefully allow others a perspective to better understand and accept themselves. And I think that something is to embrace your shadow because we all have one. The more you embody it, the more you move towards peace with yourself, with your whole self, not just the parts you like. And logically, I get the reason rough periods occur, why we have imperfections, why we have a shadow, and it's because all of these help us grow into our best self. It's the whole point of being here and incarnating in this lifetime. But emotionally, I'm like, oh, fuck. This again? <laughs> like, seriously. And that's okay. Being uncertain, unbalanced, and imperfect makes me who I am. Feeling that makes me who I am. And those moments make you you. Making peace with everything outside of the desired is how we continue to evolve and move towards the version of us and our life that we want. And before I dip out for today, here's a quote from Matteo Soul, who runs Loner Wolf. Um, this is not an ad, by the way, but it is one of my favorite spiritual websites. And he says, your shadow is a dark omen, a powerful teacher that reveals to you the places in your life where you are energetically blocked. When you continue to ignore these signs, you perpetuate the cycle of your suffering. And with that, I'd like to challenge you to do one thing. Consider how your imperfections or imperfect, unideal situations have contributed to your strengths and accomplishments. That's a step towards acceptance and beginning to become okay with our shadow and the parts of ourselves that we don't like. As always, I'm here if you have any questions, reach out to me via DM. And I promise that this sad clown will do her best to give you all the sunshine she can. Until next time, be kind to yourself, be imperfect, and keep thriving as the amazing soul you are. 
And remember that the stars wouldn't shine without the darkness.